1: the We love you. What more can we say? Ah, one of our favourite tunes of all time, that one. Welcome to the Children Talk, Talk Show, it's 6 30 on a Monday night. It's 8 o'clock. Well, we have got a cracker feature, an absolute cracker. Uh, this show of course is sponsored by Bowersport, which is sponsored by the Courtball so We'll be talking about the, uh, the Stoke City game, the normal ending game. Uh, but now I'm gonna introduce you to tonight's team, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only this is Chris Brown. Good evening. All the way from down south, down south with his cricket jumper on, mate, with his cricket
4: jumper on.
1: The one and only chairman of the board, Alan Watton.
4: Good evening, everybody, from a sunny Sussex. It was wonderful today. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to know that, did not we? Yeah, <laughs> I
1: hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the inimitable whistlecracker, Courtney.
0: Good evening, everyone, and just to add, welcome to sunny Solihull. Yeah. Yeah, well, but you're in the right,
1: rough,
3: well, rough part, f- don't worry
1: about it. 50 miles north of there, it's <laughs> cloudy, so. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way from Coventry, Coventry, ladies and gentlemen, Coventry. Where? <laughs> what place? On Adam. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's been uh, grey here as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and back from the jolly, jolly, jolly holidays all the way down there in sunny Florida. Welcome, Black Claire Giblin.
5: Nice <laughs> <laughs> to be back. Nice in the morning. Uh, <laughs>
1: We'll talk about your holiday in a minute, Geoff. And for myself, good evening and welcome. But our special, 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 special guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is somebody from my era. And uh, it's it's an absolute joy, a pleasure and an honour, the one and only Gordon Taylor OBE.
2: Who are you? Who are
0: you?
6: Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. As it was to visit Birmingham just the other Saturday, it was great, great to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah, superb. Uh, Gordon, My life, my goodness gracious me. I don't know whether you can remember uh, when we, we played Newcastle in some kind of milk cup or something, and Tony Fex- once got his leg broke up at Newcastle. Yeah, I and remember. Then well. we, we played Newcastle the following Saturday afternoon. I'm sure you are in the programme as being in the very, very first team that I ever went to watch at Birmingham City Football Club. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Great days, great days. That was a
6: bit of a grim night up at Newcastle. It wasn't quite the Newcastle that they have today, but
1: I didn't go to be honest with you. Not to oh, but yeah. My dad my dad took me in I remember like walking up past the Kingston Bingo War, uh the houses that had been bombed out in the war you know, and walking into St Andrews, fell in love that day, never been out since. Not once, not oh, that's once. Brilliant. I've that had moments, don't up, get me wrong. We I mean. had,
6: uh, yeah, Jim Smith, I think. Jim the...
1: Smith, correctly, yeah.
6: Smith's only once had a bit of a personal feud, as I remember. Yeah. But then again, I remember playing with Bolton when we needed to get a win up there, and uh, I uh, used to take the corner kicks, win Davis we had, big, tall, Welsh (laughs) centre-forward. First five minutes, I got a chance of taking a corner, got it up high, looked for him, and he was laid flat on the ground. (laughs) John McGrath had just floored him, and then uh, Jim Harvey, uh, what was he called, Joe Harvey, came in... At the end of the game, because they got promotion to uh, give us a bottle of champagne, and we told him in no uncertain terms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, what what the kids don't understand now, Gordon, is is that back in that time, right, that era, the seventies, you played on mud, you played with a big heavy ball, mm-hmm. you played with your hand on your heart and a lion up your sleeve, and you played for a football team and for the 30, 40, 50,000 people that were in that stadium around you, making one of the most intense, incredible noises I can ever remember in my lifetime.
6: I think that's that's really good of you, the way you've described it, because the Birmingham crowd were fantastic, not just when we are doing well, but when we needed to be... Teams like Norwich to stay up on our first season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you played it at, at, uh, at the baseball ground, Derby County, it was like the World War One trenches, really. Tin <laughs> 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 mean, alley. I liked it, have it. And then, of course, you had players like, um, oh, blimey Charlie, like the um, Tommy Smith, I suppose. They always laughed, said that, you know, when. I had an England schoolboy trial with him and he, he came off that day with a leg that was uh, badly cut and bruised and he hadn't a clue who it belonged to.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> what? You had Norman bite your legs Hunter and he was oh, yeah. 74. It was the very first PFA Awards dinner and I was on the committee then. i have been on the committee since being the delegate. Birmingham City when Ray Martin put me forward and uh, went down to the awards dinner there yeah and uh, I suppose uh, blimey Norman bite your legs Hunter but he was that was an unusual choice to go for a defender that's how highly he was thought of but he was, uh, he was highly regarded by his fellow pros and the young player of the year was God bless him another top quality centre back defender Kevin Beatty Brilliant Kevin get, Bitter,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Bitter, right, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah Gordon, yeah. you're, you're going to name drop a lot of people uh, tonight that we're going to go, wow.
6: Well, my best time, my best time was when I, um, I was just saying to Chris before, when uh, Jim Smith um, bought me for Bolton Wanderers, being uh, 76 on deadline day, he got me from Birmingham. Freddie Goodwin had gone then, which is another story. Willie Bell was in charge. And he signed me from Birmingham and uh, Dave Wagstaff from uh, from Wolves. Mm. And then uh, we kept him up. And then first season, I got a stress fracture in my leg. You know, Jim, because of, because of, he came down to Birmingham. But I went for an x-ray. It didn't show up. And I was playing for about three months with a broken leg. And he said, oh, I've made a bad sign in. Uh, I said, I can't run. And then I went for the x-ray again, and they had to apologize to the hospital and said, it's a stress fracture, so it's not settled. Anyway, moving on, I was lucky. He let me go to Vancouver in the summer of 77 to play with Vancouver Whitecaps. Derek Posse from Millwall came over. Tony Waiters was the manager, and I had one of the best nights of my life because we played Cosmos, New York Cosmos. It was Pele's. Very last season, wow. the, uh, actually won the league when Mohamed Ali came on. I got a great picture of him together. But that night in Vancouver, the Empire Stadium, where Gordon Perry had run against John Landy in the 50s, you could see the Pacific Ocean, you could see the mountains of British Columbia. We had a full crowd, 30,000. And believe it or not, we were 3 0 up after 20 minutes, and I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> and uh, we won the match 5 3, and I got the, they call it most valuable player, I got the man of the match award. Oh. And after that, I thought, well, if nothing else, to play against a team that had Pele, Beckenbauer, yeah. um, <clears throat> pull fullback oh. Carlos Alberto, Kinaglia, that was a that
1: was, uh, that was great, that was. Have, have you still got that award, Gordon? Have you still got that award? Yes,
3: but yes. yes. right, I'll give
1: you my address. After.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My old
1: mate Gordon. My old mate Gordon. I known <laughs> you. But don't mate. Surely you can pass me a little bit of plastic across the One table incredible
3: cl- claim to find that is. an <laughs> incredible claim to find. Absolutely fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon, expl- sorry, Chris. Gordon, just for you to Explain to the kids today, right? The, the, the Claire's and the younger ones. Yeah what the 70s was actually like as a footballer we we were we were in there 35 minutes before the game would start and and we'd be singing like it was mad Mm -hmm. it was absolutely crazy and now we there was more atmosphere on the moon than there is at st andrew's at the minute
6: well i'm sorry to hear that but there were as you say i've just uh somebody just sent me a shot of sky sky sports when uh talking about the 70s Mm -hmm. compared to now and the pitches were, of course, the baseball ground was, mm-hmm. was known for it, but the pitches, you just got used to it, really. There was, and the 70s was a difficult time, wasn't it, for everybody to get through. And then coming through, blimey, to the 80s, we'd not got rid of all the behavior we'd had all the tragedies. So, quite seriously, mm-hmm. you know, when I did retire and started the job with the PFA, the first job really was to try and make sure we got the game cleaned up. Really, it was being used by a lot of political extremists and, you know, the disasters we had in the 80s. And we were, mm-hmm. uh, my friend and, of course, you know him, Howard Kendall, Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they'd won the league with Everton after getting Andy Gray and what have you. And they couldn't get into Europe because we were banned from Europe. So to have the meetings with the likes of Lord Justice Taylor and, the police didn't even weren't even sending information from London to Manchester, and the same troublemakers were causing trouble. And there wasn't a national network, so we got, as you know, we got all-seater stadiums. Closed circuit mm-hmm. television was really, you know, a major player. We had we tried to clean the game up and make it a, well. All the politicians wrote us off in the eighties, if you remember. Margaret Thatcher was going to introduce identity cards to even get into a game, and football blamed the government and government blamed football, when in the end I thought, you know, as usual, we've all got to work together because it's our biggest game, it's part of the tapestry of our life and we've got to clean it up, and I think uh, we made big strides in the 80s so that by the 90s, unbelievably, your politicians like Tony Blair wanted to claim they were <coughs> the biggest football fan ever, you know. Mm.
1: You know. I'm not as busy as fan, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning the game up has been fundamental in, in, in what we've got now. And, and, and again, you know, the tragedies are the tragedies we can't go back, we can't change time, run. we cannot. Uh, I think we've learned a massive amount from them with uh, all seater stadium. Now, St Andrews is going to have a safe standing area in the Tilt. And isn't it about time? We know, as football fans, got treated by the authorities and by the governing bodies as human beings
6: well i mean the the difference now i hear what you say but as it was then you know i even when i just retired taking my sons to go to bury where i used to play finish my career <laughs> and, and they were playing blackpool and the police were letting the fans get on with it and have a major fight on the car park you know <laughs> it was uh it was quite horrendous and no place where you'd even think of having women or or your children to go with you. So there was, there has been uh, a lot of progress made, and I think there is that sensitive issue about if you have uh, standing again and something goes wrong, you've still got Hillsborough to think about. I'm just reminded when Newcastle United played at Sheffield, though, they hadn't really learnt a lesson because there was problems. There was problems then, and I do remember at the time... Before uh, that game at Hillsborough against Forest, Peter Robinson, who was the secretary at Liverpool, rang me up. I was with the PFA and he said, Gordon, I'm really worried about the forthcoming semi-final. We had trouble last year. They've put us in at that same uh, Leppins Road end. And uh, could you please ring uh, Graham Kelly at the FA and to tell him to change it? And I said, well, I'll do my best. And I rang up Graham Kelly and uh, he said, well, I'm sorry, Gordon, I can't do anything. I said, well, that's Peter Robinson. He's experienced last year. He knows, he knows the potential trouble again. And it's just not, you know, it's not right. It's not big enough. And then he said, well, we can't do anything at all about it. The police are totally in charge of safety. And it reminded me when, of course, Liverpool were in the final at Paris, you can't just blame the police. You've got to look to the people who organised the game at UEFA, it was in Paris, yeah. and the FA organised it in England. And that's why, you know, they needed to take uh, quite a number of seats out there. And it is up to the game to organise, as it, it has a duty of care. As you're saying to spectators, the same as a theatre does. If it's an orchestra playing, Absolutely or anywhere, it does be
1: matter anywhere.
6: It's the same everywhere, and normally in business, it's those the duty of care to the customer has to be top of the list.
3: Craig, Craig, I hope Craig, sorry, Craig, I hope you keep in note of all the questions that are coming in for Gordon because there's, uh, there's, I mean, uh, there's tons,
0: there's tons of them. So uh, <laughs> my question. Just we... to go back a little bit, actually. So, yeah. so Gordon, looking back on uh, your your time at at, at Birmingham, and I will say my dad was a, a massive fan of yours. Whilst uh, being down there on the old cop, um, and said many a time seeing you up and down that wing uh, was just superb. And um, shall we sing so the song? We...
3: Shall we sing the song? Gordon, Gordon Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. You can remember it, Chris. Yeah, no, I okay. can um, Unfortunately, okay.
6: I'll tell you what, I've not been back for years, of course, after leaving in 76 and being back the other day for the Birmingham game and walking around the ground and the number of people who were shouting out and remembered <laughs> times when I was playing. I thought, blimey, Charlie, it's really like coming home. Have a good, good day.
1: coming home, you know, because you're part of their lives. Mm-hmm. You're part of their but You're part of their growing up, yeah, right? True. Uh, and, and you appeared on our football ground. Of course, it's coming home. You're one of us. Yeah. You're blue through and through. <laughs> you played for us. You scored for us. You defended for us. You put your your body on the line for us, right? And, True. and that wing. My goodness me, when you were in front of that cop and you were firing down that wing, it was like something else. It was special. <laughs> yeah, you revered at St Andrews. Yeah. Sorry, Craig. I interject. No, I
0: was just going to say. You know, I uh, think 166. Uh, Turnout for for Birmingham nine goals I believe during your time mm-hmm. at the club between nineteen seventy and seventy six so it's a, a a great time and and we know from well, I always
6: remember there. one that should have been allowed and wasn't not from yeah. me but from Bob Atten when uh, we played Liverpool away having just got promoted and we were we went three I managed to get the first one then not one in. Um Bob Latchford knocked it down for Bobby Hope. And then, anyway, we were like three up, three one up. Then they got level three three. Then I put in a perfectly good cross um, for Bob Hatton, and the referee gave a foul. And it was the, it was the Liverpool centre-half, Trevor Stoughton, who was the deputy centre-half, who hit Ray Clements, and the referee gave the free kick the wrong way. And then uh, from the free kick... Um, well, Keegan touched it onto Toshak, and they won four three, but it was a real. We were really robbed. Oh,
3: that program. was that was a game enough. I remember. It, I remember on match of the day that was, well,
6: and yeah. Yeah. We got beat four or three. Anyway, we got we did get we did beat Liverpool, but it wasn't the same as beating them at Liverpool, and oh, we were robbed yeah. that day. Yeah, mm. well, actually, that leads but we motion. had some great we had some great last minute games with the one that got us promotion, and then the one that kept us up. I can remember knocking a free kick in for Kenny Burns against Norwich, and it was as though we'd won the league. And then mine just stayed up. I <laughs> I love my time there, and. I, Quite seriously, I did. I think the crowd's great, and I love the supporters. It was. I
1: was on the pitch that day after Norwich. Yeah, matches, which I emptied out. Nipped a bit of turf. I, every- my, I had it for years. and I've lost it. I ain't got it anymore. So
3: yeah, I think every everybody was on the pitch then. I, think I was on the tin oh, roof. Man, on the tin roof, okay. I was. What, oh my God.
1: what a noise! It was a crescendo. Yeah. You know, it was taking the roof off St Andrews. It really was. And, uh, and it was all over, like Central News with Gary Newbon and and one thing and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just one of those moments that you'll never ever forget if you were there, not ever. The joy, the elation. We are the only football team in the world that can celebrate staying up like somebody else winning the Champions League. <laughs> we are <laughs> yeah, up yeah, on the championship.
3: Craig. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: yeah, Gordon. It was. It's
0: interesting. One of the questions that came through actually. Um, and as you were talking about there actually being robbed by by a referee was nowadays. What do you think of the type of play and the way the game has changed? And do you think the referees actually now, along with VAR, interfere too much and are therefore the game has become soft?
6: I always worried when they talked about VAR. I think I thought it was a good thing for deciding whether the ball was over the line for a goal or not. But once you start bringing it into pretty well every area of the pitch and what have you, I think it's stopped a lot of the instant, you know, happiness that a goal brings. And I can remember being at different grounds when they've had to wait and sometimes they think they've won a major game and it turns out they've not. And Mm. (laughs) it's stopped a lot of that enjoyment. And the only trouble is it sounds like a bit... You're a bit of a dinosaur if you put your head in the sand and say no, you know we can't have that. When you've seen it with cricket and you see it with tennis, and it's the modern age. But I, I, I don't know. I, I also know when I, you know, see the sort of football these days, everybody's trying to play it out from the back and <laughs> across the area. I can remember Kenny Burns saying to me. You know, he did that once and Brian Clough said, if you ever do that again, you never play for me again. You know, playing a ball square across the penalty area because it's like thin ice and an accident waiting to happen. And, <laughs> and these days, there's so many teams do that. I mean, you can say, well, you know, you can play direct football too much, but you can also play it too much without. I, as a winger, I've just... On the doorstep of Burnley, and I mean, he's done a great job, Vincent Company, and he's brought a whole new team together. Wow. Uh, but he's got two brilliant flank men, and to see wingers going down a wing, putting across good balls that just need touching in, I think it's one of the finest
1: sights in the game. Excellent. Uh, Bo Brum is coming to make a weekly appearance on the Tilton Talk Show. There she is. Oh, she he's a bonny cat. Bo Brummy, your name is. <laughs>
0: oh. Go on, Craig. Gordon, one of the other questions, and he's just following on from where you were talking about cleaning up the game, really. And uh, Nigel Mann has sent a, an interesting message through, which was um, Birmingham obviously had a bit of a reputation with with fans and some of the the trouble at the time. Um, so did you ever oh, man, have to it was deal it with it the was, there was a death at
6: Birmingham, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, it's
1: Leeds, nineteen seventy-five. Death, was death at Birmingham. There's
6: a terrible fire at Bradford. You know, we had, you know, major incidents. we were banned. We we're out of Europe. It did need, it did need a, a national coordinated response. And I think the genuine football followers and football lovers were behind that. And I think mm. they, they, they've been pleased with what they've seen. And I know. It's always pleased people to be able to stand up, but having all seated stadiums meant that the real culprits could be easily identified. And from that point of view, with closed circuit cameras, it did, the game did need that. And now, whether it's made enough progress to, you know, to look at safe standing, um, you're always mindful of, uh, Mm. of what can happen. Sometimes it's, you know, when the European final was guilty of not even holding that properly with the yeah. UEFA. Um, I think we need to be quite mindful of that as well.
1: I get that, but you know something now I'm more happy, uh, to sit at St Andrews with my son and my granddaughter than I would have been in 1976, 1974, 1975. It's a, it's a different, it's a different world now. It is a different world. A lot of work, a lot of progress has been made. And, uh, but you know what? We, we, we Obviously, the, the, the big game for us, as you well know, is them up at B 6 up the road, right? When they come to our place. And uh, we had West Midlands Police Football in right? and we were chatting to them, and they said they would come back after the game and we would re-review it, yeah? And some things happened that, you know, our supporters, and, and certainly we, were happy about when they drafted a lot of police officers in from Wales who, number one, don't get and understand what Birmingham City versus that team is like right uh and number two they just waded in right and they admitted it and they said we will never ever do that again never No, that's putting your hands up and saying we got it wrong yeah.
6: well uh, you know we've seen what's happened down with the metropolitan police we've got to be careful thinking that natu- having more police naturally means a safer more caring society you know it's uh the police at times need looking at because one of the major changes when you said about i remember terrible really in the 70s that the way that football fans were just frog marched from the station Mm -hmm. to the ground it was like you know you thought you were back in fascist germany or god knows where the way that (laughs) football supporters were treated that needed to be changed and i think hopefully you know, that's that's where we're at, at uh on what we're doing, but it does need it does need good stewarding and I think it needs safe areas and I think it's good for all clubs that I, I wanted well in mean time at a PFA to make sure that there was a corporate responsibility for a club with its community programs to reach out to everybody in the city or the town, wherever they were. To let them know because football is that is the one sport it's sort of embodied in our culture but it is the one place where most members of a community get together on a regular basis and it's it's capable of making a big improvement to people's lives and i think it shouldn't just be a football club where if you're winning more people come than if you're losing it needs to be that hub of a wheel that can do so much for good in a city
1: yeah absolutely and um there is a lot more to do, believe me. There's a mm. lot more
6: to do. And I do. I honestly, if you're asking me about Midlands folk, I thought they were brilliant. I was down there mm. six years and it was one of the best
3: times of my life. Mm. Craig, yeah. Craig, do you want to take take note of some of the questions and we come back to them? Or we... Yeah, I've
0: got just one more before one, we move on. I think uh, Martin Swinsco said, uh, can we ask Gordon, what do you actually feel like after the semi-final defeat at Main Road? oh <laughs> got over it. And he's still bitter and gutted, still, still doesn't like Fulham to this day. So, God <laughs> oh,
6: bless him. How how did it make you feel? Well, you've just got to get over something that happened forty eight years, two months, three hours, five minutes, sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> how do I feel?
3: You I've, never,
6: I've, you never felt as, um, I've never felt as i never felt as I've never felt as bad as in all my life. it was like. My dad was waiting outside. I couldn't believe it. I I thought I'd scored. Peter Meller had an absolute blinder in the semi-final. And then when it got to the final against West Ham... And I'd been told before the semi-final not to worry, you'll get to the final. I've had a dream and Taylor scores two goals in the final. I thought, that's a bit far-fetched. And my God, he did, but he was playing with West Ham when (laughs) he beat Alan Taylor. But uh, that night at Main Road, I came out of the ground and it was like, it was dark, it was blowing, it was newspapers, programmes, and there was the Fulham coach with Bobby Moore, Mullery, and... uh, Oh, Tommy Trinder, the chairman! all champagne bottles going off, and my dad and my uncle who lived nearby in Ashton underline they were waiting for me, and I I, I couldn't speak. I was so gutted because if there was one thing I wanted for my dad, it was to play in a cup final, and I'd uh, you know I'd, I'd uh, we'd had the chance uh, for Birmingham, of course, against Leeds when I played all the games. Then he left me out for the semi final against Leeds in our promotion year. And then uh, I got on as a sub when we were about 3-0 down with two minutes to go. So, I, I you know, I told Freddie Goodwin, I'm not super, I have got it ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with Fulham, we really thought we had a chance because we yeah. were the top division team, but they did have some good experience in there. But the way the goal and the ricochet... With John Mitchell, it, you know, Dave Latchard, it oh, God, it ricocheted off him. I can see it now. And Joe Gallagher yeah. running back. And then I thought he'll clear it, and he slipped. And uh, it was, uh, no, it's not the sort of thing you forget. Because there was, as a, not a journeyman player, but, you know, it's always difficult to play for your country. But, but I thought to win the FA Cup, the FA Cup's always meant a lot to us ever since... The very first final I saw when I was born in forty-four and then I s the first final I saw was on black and white TV, the Matthews final in nineteen fifty-three against Bolton Wanderers, and then so every final since ever I've seen every final since then. And uh, like when Bolton beat Man United in 58 and you just know the teams like you'd know your Birmingham teams when they played City. But with Bolton, it was Hopkinson, Arnold, Banks, Henning, Higgins, Edwards, Birch, Stevens, Lofthouse, Parry, Holden. They just ran. You know, if you were a fan, you knew the team and you knew who'd won the cup and how many. And I was in a a council estate and we used to have Charles Buckens Football Monthly and we'd all we'd either be playing football or getting autographs. And the idea was, talking about competitions and things, was to who could get most autographs in their Charles book and soccer gift book. And that was life. It was just old football. So yeah. to actually play. To, and then my local club was Hurst Wesleyan. She had to go to Sunday school. Then they became Ashton Amateurs. Then it became Curzon Ashton. And they've made the National League North. And I've seen them when they've played and beaten uh, Exeter, they beat Exeter City, Exeter City in the oh, first round okay. FA Cup, and this year they played Cambridge in the first round, mm-hmm. and then they drew, and then drew at Cambridge and got knocked out with penalties. Our the way our system works, not just the four leagues at the top, but then National League, National League North and South. I don't know a country in the world, as small an island like we are, that has so, the highest aggregate attendances in the world. The other week, two teams from Division One, Bolton and Plymouth, played in the Papa John's final at Wembley. Yeah. There were 79,000. Yeah, that was a great crowd. The great biggest career. crowd in the whole of Europe. Yeah. And that was testimony to how we've sort of looked at and my time with the PFA. When the Premier League started, everybody thought that's the end of the Football League. Mm-hmm. But I played in America, and there was the playoff system, and we, you know, that kept interest, and it has kept interest, and that's what we introduced, and different things like that, because we managed to keep the football league going. It, it's just the crowds, the players. It's just uh, it's a very special part of our life, football, and to be a part of that, and to be a part of that with the clubs I've been to has made me feel very privileged.
1: Okay, to has made me feel very privileged. Right mm-hmm. to be part of. I mean, I said to do this. I have met that many people. You've met, dr- named Doctor Q there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Dave Latchford was in the studio a few months ago. Uh, uh, Big Joe, uh, two or three times. With, you, you know, and I've met people and spoken to people. I would never, ever have thought that, that my life would entail that entail that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been such a pleasure over the last seven years to do this. None of us get paid for this Gordon, by the way. None of us, yeah. not one. Right. You're <laughs> certainly. Well, and I'm not asking to. a fee either. You're not going to, and you're certainly not going to. Right, I'm just going to change tack for a couple of minutes. Claire, my little flower. Come on, Hello. tell us about your holiday. You've got three minutes, twelve seconds. Nine. Well it was good. It
0: was alright,
5: to be fair. Yeah. Thanks, Poland. Went to all the concentration camps. It was uh, an eye opener to be there. I wouldn't say it was a fun holiday. It was uh, an educational one. But yeah, it was good. Oh, good. Did Thank you me. get caught up in the storms? Storm Hello?
1: Did you get caught up in the storms?
5: No, no, no. Um, we did have a bit of snow, but um the was
3: lovely. Were you in Florida?
5: No, i to Poland.
3: Where did oh, you get that God. from, Nick? <laughs> Poland, the concentration... There's no
6: concentration. <laughs> I know there's no, no concentration I do, no. I'm checking
1: yeah? the honestly
5: <laughs> I went to um, Auschwitz and Birkenau.
1: Auschwitz and Birkenau. Now, I went there a few years ago, as everybody knows. Um, every time I mention those two words, I promise you, the only two Ghost things bombs. that do it for me, Birmingham Sports <laughs> and those yeah. two words. What an experience. Mark, I change, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I think- yes. it was an eye-opener,
5: but... Mm. Yeah. I think and you I came, back,
1: back. <laughs> you came, came back. back
0: and came back to the uh, the, the Sunderland game at the uh, at the weekend. Good interjection,
3: uh, good interjection. Uh,
0: yeah. Obviously, after our... Uh, I'm not even going to call it a game against Stoke. I mean, that was the most oh. boring thing <coughs>
5: boring.
0: I that's, have seen for a long yeah, time. that's horrendous. Um, but on, on to the weekend and... Uh, Fair to say disappointed in terms of defending. Um, mm. But what a superb goal for, for Birmingham. And, and nice to see George all get on the score sheet as well. Um, so, uh, I, I guess, Claire, I can't ask you whether you went because I know this was your first weekend for a very long time where you haven't been. I, yeah. I am disgusted. I think it's terrible. Um, but I think you watched the game. So, uh, thoughts on, on Saturday?
5: Um. I think we we're unlucky to leave with a draw. It's just typical that the defending, sometimes we are a bit lacklustre or we just switch off, especially the first goal. Um, I generally think Chong was the best player. Brilliant.
0: Um,
5: I think he he actually showed a little bit of why we wanted him in the first place. Um, just wish he played like that every week, to be honest. Um, Kadra again had a good game. Um, I think... Again, did he leave the subs till too late to change it or to add a little bit more? So when Jordan James came on, we looked different. Um, again, Jukovic, he played well. you bring Scott Hogan on. You know, you take Kadra off, which means that like Diallo. So I had to do um, a little bit for the Sunderland fans thing. Um, I had to do a write-up and I spoke about the Diallo and he is a good player. He's somebody mm. that I hope we might even go for. Mm. Um depending on you know how he is at Man United because he's a good player. Um he's got pace, he's got trickery. Mm. Um and it's just it was a typical blues performance. You think oh we're well, one look this is great and then they hit a goal and then we can't hold on. That's our problem. Um we don't don't either go you... for it or we don't hold it's
1: mm. I don't think you can take away how good those two Sunderland goals were. Though they were good,
5: mm. but poor defending, though. You know he's left-footed. You show him down the right, he and be. we yeah. went, yeah, yeah, "Go yeah, on okay, then, yeah. go on then, go on then." And then um, Hannibal turned. He's back, and we were against ten men. And it's like I don't know. Eustace is kind of a bit too safe for me sometimes. How many times is that? For it. With... Go uh, for it.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm. Um. I did watch the game, yeah, and and, my, and the three blokes that I, I slaughtered the week from, from the Stoke game, uh, i.e. Chung, Bakuna and Hall, were the star men. Mm. Uh, so they obviously listened to me, uh, but they, <laughs> they did, they did um, I mean, the, the, the goal was, it was a good team goal, I, I mean... How many times have we have we seen teams i uh, th- thinking about thinking about the norwich game uh, against Middlesbrough, middlesbrough scored five goals from in the six yard box five now we haven't scored five all season like that but we did on Saturday which was very pleasing you know to to, to cut a team to bits and finish up with a eight yard yeah. tapping. in that's good football and that, and that that was that was good uh the only thing I'd, I'd, I'd argue with Claire was they didn't score till we made the substitutes. Mm. So you know you can't win, really, can you? And the manager manager made was late, or was it too early? You, 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 it's it's well, it's one of them things. I, I you agree absolutely with you, cannot, cannot,
1: and you cannot uh, decide for that, can you? Is he too late? Is he too early? You can't. In football, that manager has to make that decision at that split moment in time. Right, and that's his decision, and he has to stand by it. And I think Eustace oh. does stand by it, right? I, I, and I, I, I enjoyed what I saw against Sunderland, but I went to the Stoke game, and I have never been so bored in all my life. Never. Mm-hmm. It was like, what am I doing here? I think it's fair to Where say. Where am I? So
0: there's <laughs> two teams that set the stall out from. The first kick of the ball, really. You know, Those we were not... safe do you think, Craig? I, I, no, I don't think it was a case of safety. I think it was just a case of neither of them wanted to lose. Um so it was beach, beach mode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. you know, a ball held very much in either half. There was very, very little across the midfield from either team. Um, and, and, and arguably you know, I don't think either team deserved to to walk away with a with a loss on the day. But it's that typical end of season type of game where now, you know, had we have taken the points across the past two games, well and truly be safe. And going into Blackpool at the weekend, you think, well, you know what I mean? He's got his opportunity now to try a few things out. Mm. (laughs) Whilst I don't think we'll go down, we're still not mathematically safe. We need those those extra points, hopefully, we'll gain those uh, t- tomorrow evening. Um But it was... tomorrow.
5: Tomorrow. it's very tough tomorrow, tough game tomorrow, very tough game. You going that? We'll... No, I've no. got well the next day. I'm not
0: striking. not striking on the, on Wednesday, otherwise. <laughs> She's <right here>. um...
5: <laughs> <gasps> you would if you could. You would if you could. <laughs> you would if you
1: could. <laughs> Thank you, was... by the way, Gordon. <laughs> hmm. With in spare time
0: we <laughs> <the, Hustle> <laughs> Sunderland as well I think the other thing was the fact you know they are actually a decent side you nice know side. Um, they've done really well this season for me um, learn, set, set up beauty for as a team you know they knew our weaknesses and you made sure that they were were going after them and um, I do agree I think after the substitutions that's where we saw more for me it makes a change we normally see a strengthening in the birmingham site when the uh the subs happen but we were definitely weaker after those those changes were made and um it it shows the holes as well for me that have got to be filled across the the summer and the areas that that we need to to strengthen on and and actually again nice little segue but important announcements being made by the club over the past um Know a few days and, and the excitement being built again halfway through last week with the uh, the announcement of uh, the purchases
1: of the club. Um, Sorry, potential purchases.
0: Well, I, I think I, I, I'm going to say purchases because I think we're a lot further along than necessarily we all realise. Mm. Um, and the, the feel good factor of changing those words in the announcement from investor to mm. purchase that made such a difference for me to everybody that I spoke to
1: and mm. but are they I, purchasing kidding. an investment they're purchasing the club this oh, is, this sorry I know it's cynical but like um, how many times have we been here
5: believe did... it when I see it, I see yeah, it exactly see.
1: Claire I'm with you 100% mate I promise you there's a,
0: there's a big difference with this one for me it's been kept quiet
5: mm.
0: you know it's mm. it's been done the right way and mm. you know, EFL
6: all I will say I mean I just always felt when people said about I mean, going to Birmingham I've been at Bolton 10 years and was desperate for a move and uh, I went down there and uh, Freddie Goodwin said well I, I I don't really want to get you but Clifford Coombs saw us play uh, up at uh, Bolton and you won 3-0 Roger Hunt from Liverpool, scored three, and I'd knocked in the crosses. So uh, he says, I have to buy you. I said, well, I think you'll find I'll be a decent value. <laughs> it's only 15 grand. <laughs> he always said, they always said, oh, well, you're yeah, the best value uh, for money I ever bought. I thought, well, that's not saying a lot, because they got the money back when I went <laughs> to Blackburn. But <laughs> and they, I did feel with the... With the Coombs family They were genuinely interested At that time In the club And we know the Wiseman's Always have been And you just I know you say It's nothing to do with the players You've just got to play But it is You know if your owners Genuinely believe in the club And the club doing well and it makes, uh, it makes a heck of a difference. And uh, I just feel from a player's point of view, sometimes we've had some real bad pennies in the game. And I know from the PFA, look at the difference with Bolton. Now, the previous owner at Bolton Wanderers nearly ran it down and they really needed a lot of help to, to come alive again. And they have come alive and they're... You know they're showing the signs and they're doing well and i just feel that's just what it needs at birmingham somebody who genuinely believes in the club you're the second city in the country you've got a great fan core base and i just feel again it's it's not dissimilar to uh to 1970 when i just uh, i remember going back to uh bolton wanderers and the the trainer bert sprost and he said uh have you signed and have you signed? I said, "Yeah, but I thought it was about time I had a change." He said, "Oh, I'm really pleased." I went, "Oh, bloody hell, Bert! That was Bert Sproston. He played, he played with England, and he he used to tell us the tales. He had to give the Nazi salute in the thirties.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he played with funny
6: Man, funny. he played with Man City, he played with Leeds, and he said, "Oh, Gordon," he said, I, "I'm really sorry. Of course, I'm I'm really sorry to lose you, but my wife Agnes just asked me this morning." Because it was December, would we be getting Christmas turkeys again for all the staff? <laughs> and I had to tell her that I'd asked Bill Ridden, and he said only if we sell Gordon Taylor to Birmingham. So now we've all got turkeys. But,
3: uh, well, you
6: can make sure I get one as well, Bert. Please, that would be great. Yeah.
3: Oh, we're good for something then.
6: Yeah, it was good for something. Christmas turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> without, <laughs> they were, they were, that, that, they were yeah. that desperate. They were that desperate. i <laughs> to
1: stop the turkeys. Without, without, without a forum like this, right, and without stories yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, they would be lost in time, right? Yeah, yeah. We've now got that recorded forever. And in 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years' time, somebody can come and click on this and listen to that story and understand just what football really used to be like back in the day proper. Mm-hmm. Gordon okay. one of the questions actually just linked to what
0: you've mentioned there about you know having owners that that love the clubs and want to take them forwards one of the questions that came in was as you were part of the PFA and heading that up the, the was 40 years which is absolutely superb but the question was how much involvement if any did you really get with the type of ownership of the clubs and? very oh, uh,
6: so. You knew, you knew, with the way the players were treated, exactly, uh, exactly how the club was being run. You knew who was having a genuinely bad time, and I would advocate to the committee that we loan them money till they get out of trouble. And you'd be amazed how many clubs, you know, the likes of Middlesbrough and Wolves and different clubs who are pretty big time now, who were in real trouble, you know, in the in the day and plymouth argyle doing well now and we had we've had loans to them i don't know whether we've got all them back yet but we did you can lend money on the basis that we weren't risking our money because it's the players money and but uh players need clubs and players need employers and we knew we had faith that the club would stay alive and they would still get the paybacks that they get from being in the football league, where they distribute a share of television money, et cetera, et cetera. So the security was there if the club had a future. And as you know, we uh, we very rarely have, have lost a club. Uh, before my day, uh, Bob Lord had Accrington Stanley out of the league, but they got back. And during my time, we just lost Maidstone. But with with when I was talking about saving the league, uh, and I mentioned, and they had to bring in the playoffs because the fifth division used to have a quarter of all the money. Then they had a half. Then they had three quarters. Then it was inevitable they were going to break away. So we had to look after the league and try and think of things like the playoff, but playoffs. But what we also did, if you remember as well, outside of the league, they used to even vote whether an outsider club could come in. And and they would all get together in the fourth division and just not not have people who deserve to be promoted and in there. So there is some f- real fresh water coming in as well uh, from the national league, and you've seen how that attracts money into clubs like Wrexham with the you know with the uh, yeah. film stars. But nevertheless, they you'd have to say they look really genuine lads who want to it's have so, a yeah. part of, of a bit of history. So. It doesn't take much to know the genuine owners from those who are in it for the wrong reasons. And I just, I would just hope that Birmingham have got owners who really believe in the city and the club and its potential. Never underestimate the, the strength of a crowd and playing in front of a crowd like you see at Birmingham, like you've talked about when we had those key games. To just stay up in the first division. The crowd, the crowd effect is fantastic. It was great. And it just the same as when we're playing down at Lake Orient and needed to beat them. And I, you might well have heard the story, but I took a corner, Bob Latchford put it in. We had to win the game, and and Millwall fans were at that game because they wanted us to lose. And Millwall fans yeah. in fact oh, the yeah. pitch after we scored, and a and a fan pulled a knife out. On me and Alan Campbell, and said if you win this match, you're going to get this after the match, as though we were, as though that affected us. We won the game one 0 We're all in the bath. We're having champagne. We're we we're just having beers. We're relaxing. We'd we'd got promoted. And then the loudspeaker came on and it said, please evacuate the ground, evacuate the <laughs> ground. We've heard that a bomb is going to go off. And believe it or not, we didn't give a toss. And we were... <laughs> <dying>. <laughs> and the next, the next minute, as, as God's my judge, it went boom. And yeah. there was an incendiary device that they put in the stand that went off. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Gordon, if you were in your own position... Would you lend Birmingham City £10 million at the moment? <laughs>
6: <laughs> never lend that much.
4: Well, uh, I'm <laughs> we we
6: never, we never not. We never lent that much, but we did lend, you know, I'm talking about maybe 10% of that, to make a difference between getting over the line and saving the club and not saving the club. Because if, when you do your proper research into a club and you meet the people, you know those people who deserve a chance and who have got a chance. And you know also, if you have a good look, the con merchants.
5: Would
1: you, well, you don't have would to answer this next question. How did Carson Young pass the fit and proper person's test? A hairdresser from China, a hairdresser.
6: Well, if you're asking me that, I mean, what I've said with the football league. Is they have to have an independent? They have to need a measure of independence. It shouldn't be an old favours, an old pals act, or whatever you call it. It needs to be a strong, independent judgment on clubs and proper audits done, and clubs saved for them, saved from themselves. To tell you the truth, because virtually all owners become supporters, and they can, you know, reach for the sky and then end up with the parachute. Who failed Birmingham City
1: Football Club. Uh, but like I mean,
6: old. it is—it is about it's—it's it's all about dreams. That's what makes the club alive. I'm talking to you before about the need to have promotion and relegation, not mm-hmm. that, like in <clears> the <throat> USA, where you know they all know it's going to be the same system year after year, if you like. But where we try and you know promote the Premier League for all its money, ain't bad for trying to spread the money out and to try and. You know, keep it as competitive as possible. But even now, you see now, it's it's sovereign state money that's you know buying and owning clubs like Manchester City, so and Paris Saint Germain. So it's getting harder and harder to really keep that competitiveness. But the idea of sport is for it to be uncertain. There's no, it's going to lose all its attraction if if every match you go to, you know the result or how it's going to end before you get there. So. All exactly. I'm saying is that Birmingham. When you look at, at other clubs and other core supporters and see what some of these smaller clubs have done, there's no reason why Birmingham shouldn't be rising to the top again. But we're not. So mm. who failed? You're who not not at at moment.
1: Moment. who, who failed Birmingham City Football Club in the Carson Young deal? Mm. Who did? And I know it's a hard. million dollar question. I do that is yeah. Hang on, please, hang on. <laughs> Don't think we'll ever know,
3: will we? We won't know. Well, uh, Claire, you wanted to come in, Claire?
6: I think part of it oh, is about of where, it? where we are now and how we're going to go forward, really. And I think, you know, it's no use crying over spilt milk from that point of view. I'm talking It's about... like
1: somebody's taken 11 years out of my life. Mm.
5: Gordon, would you, would, you know, that you said about giving um, clubs money? Would you trust our owners now with any of the money if you were going to give them? <laughs> would you give it to them?
6: I think it's a, it's a serious question and it's a serious question asked of me and if I was at the PFA, we would want to know the ins and outs and yeah. that would be not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of all the supporters of the club. Yeah. That's Good
5: answer. My mum is impressed with that answer. She's like, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, Bless
1: the mama! Mama Gibby! That's, yeah. that's <laughs>
6: how you've got to do it because the fans have got every right to know it's The fans, in a way, they own the club and it's about being as public as you can with the fans so they know where you stand mm. there.
0: There's been some further great questions that have, have come in. So just to run through a few of them here, Gordon. So uh, the first one, um you've mentioned actually your your last club yeah. being Bury and Dave Twiner said... Uh, what were your thoughts on Barry's demise, seeing that it was your last club? And you've obviously was, mentioned already you tried to help.
6: I was uh, very upset. And I'm, I'm reminded when Man City beat Watford in the final, they said, oh, it's a record score. Barry won the Cup in the beginning of the 20th century, you know, and I got the medal in the. a lot of the archives I've built up and the memorabilia with the PFA's collection. So it was a club close to my heart. and. Uh, I'm, my wife's from Barry as well, just down the road from Gig Lane, so I was a frequent visitor and uh, played for the club, and I've tra- done my best, level best. I'm a member of the the association that's been formed since they uh, went bust, when the owners, you see, in a way, the league, again, when I talked about being independent and getting in there, the Football League allowed Barry to get promoted when they haven't paid the players' wages and they haven't paid the clubs who did bought players off and they allowed them to be promoted, which affects, once you start affecting the competitive nature of any competition, then there needs to be big questions asked. But uh, I've seen my local team, Clitheroe, playing the FA Cup with the other Berry team that's, that's playing on a borrowed ground at the moment, Radcliffe Borough, and when you think Gig Lane is a is a classic quality ground, so I've worked and worked to try to get them to combine, and I'm pleased to say they are doing now, so the future is starting to look bright for them again, because yeah. I, I think it'd be a real crying shame to lose Berry from the league.
1: Well, I didn't want to saw that gentleman in his flat cap on the TV, crying. I joined him, I promise you, I joined him, because you you... Some somebody and something has just taken away that man's whole life's worth of memories mm. gone eradicated. Um and that's what I hate about our owners. I hate about our owners is is that well the last 11th, we've won the Carling Cup final, huh? Birmingham City winning a major trophy. Huh? Yeah, Craig. And then from then to now, demise.
0: And you mentioned there about stadiums, actually, which links again nicely into uh, another question that came in, which was uh, junior time in the PFA. We obviously had the uh, the reform, or should we say rebuilding, of, of Wembley Stadium. And Nigel Mann has asked, um, did you have any say in the, the Wembley Stadium decisions? Uh, were you involved in any of the negotiations which, which ultimately swayed it away from the Midlands as well? No, I didn't. That's purely
6: uh, FA matter. I wasn't on the sure. FA Council, and nobody more than me knows how difficult it is getting down to Wembley, You kind of park your car, and it's all building there. It just does seem to be that holy grail that they won't move from, oh, yes. uh, from Wembley. I was also struck, though, talking about, I mean, you had the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, same as we did in Manchester, not the Olympics, but it was still an opportunity to Birmingham show what it's made of. Mm -hmm. And no matter what people said, I thought it really showed Birmingham in a really good light. I was was very, very pleased and proud of that. And I I just feel that uh, when I came just the other week and I went to every section of ground, the, the feeling from supporters was very warm. They were loving the occasions. There were so many different rooms and bars to talk to everybody. But it does need that the, the whole ground when there were areas that aren't being used. It does need m- proper money spent on the infrastructure and a stadium worthy of being the second city in the country.
1: It's 20 odd years old, Gordon. It's yeah. 20 odd years old. And I've seen photographs and videos of the underneath that stadium and it's completely and utterly Rotten
3: yeah. after twenty
6: years. Yes. I know, and that's why it needs good money. To I mean, you don't want people saying, "Oh, you spent it all on the stadium." We've got a bad team, mm-hmm. but neither do you want a really good team. And you've not looked after the spectators because that's what we're talking about. And if you want to talk about it, it's spectators <coughs> and the comfort and a top quality stadium. And and not forget that you know you you've got to, the next steps. To get a top quality team
1: on the pitch for them to look at. When Golden Sullivan mm-hmm. put that stadium together, wh- 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 how long we talked about thirty years ago, perhaps? But mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah. right. And I was like, oh, "You're <laughs> going to take my Tilton Road down. You're going to take my cop down, where I've stood with my dad and my family and my cousins and my sisters and my brothers, and I've had my air on up there every single week. And then all of a sudden, it transformed into this beautiful blue and white stadium." Which is worthy? I mean, th- th- those three sides—they're th- worthy of any, any any Premier League team. They are right. The main stand, sorry, Ray, has got to go as soon as possible. Um, but like, even he, I mean, this is just our look, right? Do you know the cop. When the sun shines through the cop and there's a shadow on the floor, the reason there's a shadow on the floor is because the uh, the builders at the time, um, and Birmingham City, apparently won an award for this, right? There should be no shadow on that floor, right? But they put all of the anti-shadow stuff upside down when they built it. Hmm? <laughs> Look into it. I promise you it's true. That's true, mate, right? yeah. It's, thanks, Alan. Thanks that Alan. is crazy. crazy. And we won an award. We won a flipping award for it, and we've still got a shadow. Now I'm going to go on to catering. Oh, my God. City! No. You are a disgrace. Yeah. You are a complete and utter disgrace. When I send my other half up to get it, a gourmet sausage, and she comes back with one of those 10 pence little sausages you get out. You are disgraceful. I, you. I, it right? to admit,
5: Nick, Nick, I saw your picture, and I was stood by that van. And you was what? I was stood by the van and the, the, the food that you're talking about. And your picture was totally different to what they were serving, so I don't know where you
1: were. Well, went. I'm awfully sorry, but that's what you're <laughs> it. totally <laughs> like, didn't like I
5: was there, and I saw it on my phone, and my friend had one, and I was like, I don't know where they'd be. I think
3: you brought it with him.
1: <laughs> right, OK, yeah. where, I, where I was, there, bar eight, come out of bar eight, turn left, and yep. it said, "gourmet food on the top of this thing. I said, down yeah, there, yeah, you'll get good food down there, my dear.
5: I just don't go there again. <laughs> just go and get a pie. Do you know oh, what? I've got a pie. You
1: know pie. what? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I Claire, the chips I'm and really they were I'm brilliant. Get I'm with Claire. I, I, like the, I have a pie every week. I have a pie every week. pie every week. £4.53 or whatever. Four fifty five. Not have a little sausage <laughs> in a bun that was that dry, it just broke in half.
5: Have one from inside the ground or go to Fat Snags and then you'll get a perfect sausage. Sausage. <laughs> okay. okay.
3: Get get
0: I'll the street
6: filled you know, street That's the football side of things. I I went I went to a lot of supporters club rooms. I went I've never been in all my time at the blues. I never visited every stand. And the other week I went around every stand and saw so many places where people were eating, drinking, enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, I c I couldn't believe it. I thought it you know it was really good atmosphere, yeah.
3: Yeah, we got posh food now, uh, Gordon. Posh food. Yeah. We sell posh street, food street,
2: street, street food apart, apart from street that, street food.
1: What else have the other half? Aho.
3: Yeah.
0: On to uh, on, on the footballing side of things as well, and again, it's a, a question that that that's come in. PFA's involvement with the with the ladies' game and, and a massive shout out to Birmingham at the moment. Huge positive run they're on, you know. Let's go keep this positive momentum go, go. going because we can still, still get that promotion. But what what involvement did the PFA have, or does they do they
6: we, have? Yeah, uh, straight away in in two thousand and five, Fulham were the first club to bring in uh, professionalism for their women, and we got involved then and uh, encouraged them to join the PFA and uh have all the clubs in the top division as members and then we've also helped clubs outside of the top division if they've had injury problems and need help or help for operations during my time because i feel uh i wasn't surprised i was very pleased that they won the euros and they deserved it and we had uh steph houghton uh on,
5: well,
6: we had Steph out and on the management committee of the uh, of the PFA, and together with the uh, the other lady who's now uh, manages in America, who managed uh, Man United at the time. Ooh. So I just felt it's it's the it's got to be the way ahead. And when mm-hmm. when schools and and football clubs are asking for help from the Football Foundation, which uses the money from the pools. I Then you want to know the diversity record, you want to know, are they going to provide football uh, for women as well as men? And uh, is it going to be for the use of the community? And then that dictates that dictates the grant. So that's very much on the forefront of uh, everybody's, well, certainly it was at the forefront of my mind. I hope it's at the forefront of my success at the PFA as well.
5: And Have you actually, heard anything, Gordon? Sorry, Craig. Um I've heard a rumour about the women's game that they want to cuss off the WSL to so the teams are already there. Um yeah. they were they were talking about it the other day, the Chelsea manager on the one it's just gone out my head. Um, Emma Hayes was saying about, you know, to keep it competitive and things like that. Obviously, at the moment, there isn't really much, you know, one goes up and then they have to then play each other from the north and south. League. I don't know. What was your feelings about that? I've only heard rumours. It
6: it, it would be. It's a good question because I believe, you know, a healthy competitive game is about Mm. encouraging promotion and relegation, it's that free flow and encouraging teams to set up and believe they can come to the very top. We've seen it in football with the likes of Wimbledon and Watford in Elton John's day. I saw it with Blackburn Rovers when suddenly Jack Walker came into town and put his money uh, behind the the town where he grew up and suddenly you have a magic carpet ride and that can apply for women's football as well as men's. Yeah.
1: And, sorry, 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 Gordon. Going back to your blues days. If you get any sort of mementos or souvenirs you kept from your playing days of blues, do you, you want to do you want jer- to give them to me? Or- yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a
6: trophy. So I've got a trophy up here, where, which uh, I think. Might be one of very few in the game for coming third in the FA Cup when we've been. Oh, specific. is that
1: like the third place playoff? Yeah, oh, okay. third place playoff. We played. I thought you was going to say it was the Aston Villa Catering Award then for a minute. <laughs> I don't think they don't. We're they played, don't. Do yeah, the we played first. Stoke for the
6: third place playoff in 1972, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, 72. And I've got a tankard. I've got a tankard. Somewhere here.
3: So, yeah. when did they stop the third place playoffs? I, I thought they.
6: Only, I think they began it and finished it that year. it's
3: going to
1: be one hell of a unique piece of kit. So it? that's
3: even more valuable than uh, than ever now. Yeah. I think you should. I think you should give that us.
1: I think you should get that on yeah. Antique Roach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would have. Uh, I'm
6: just looking at what I've got. I would have liked to give you more than that. Oh,
3: oh, yeah. oh crikey! Have you got? You, have you guys? I, I would have. I would have, I,
5: would
6: have <laughs> I would have loved nothing better than giving you an FA Cup winners' medal to have a, to have on show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, funnily well, yeah. enough, if I hey, just uh, tell, can, I just tell you a story. When, yeah, of course, when um, I was a youngster, and Ashton Underline, and uh, a council house estate and we there was a recreation ground and as i said before to you we'll play if it was holidays morning afternoon if it was school times we used to nick to the school ground at night but uh, we're all playing away coach down for goals and then suddenly a bit like watershed down the builders started coming in and building on it and we were reduced to a smaller and smaller area. And then one day, one of the bricklayers came in and it, he said, uh, I've just seen all you lads, you're here, you know, even before we come and, you, and you're here, even when we're going away. And he said, uh, I need to show you this. from," uh, And he got a medal out that belonged to his dad. I'm sure it was his dad, not his granddad. His dad. And it was... We had a look at the medal, and it was Blackburn Rovers in 1928. And his father was, well, he was called Roskamp, John Roskamp, and he scored the quickest goal at Wembley in a cup final. Wow. And he he scored for Blackburn Rovers. But they had, the family had brought it over, and he's, he, what he said was, I hope one day one of you lads will get one of these. And, of course, we never did, but I got three semi-finals. But the other day when I was at Blackburn Rovers, the family had brought that same medal over to no. put, put into a glass frame as you walk into Ewood Park. <laughs> and they, kept, they, I went to speak to the community club and the olden about the game when I was there, and they took me to see that and I had my picture taken with it. So that was a bit of a full circle, really.
1: That's wow. Out. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. That's yeah. right, uh, so you, uh, you have an OBE. Um, what does OBE stand for? Is it Old Birmingham X or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
4: Other,
6: other buggers' efforts. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, I think it's uh, an officer of the British, British Empire. Empire. Is, yeah. Right, so it's an order of the British Empire. Yeah, yeah. order of the order British Empire. Empire. Okay. Um, how were you nominated for that? And how did you how did you know about it? I didn't. I
6: didn't. I didn't know I was nominated, but it did tie in with when we had a centenary year. For the PFA, we were formed mm. in 1907 in Manchester. Uh, the chairman of that first meeting was Billy Meredith, a well-known Welsh winger and great player for Man City and Man United oh. when they won their first ever FA Cup in 1909, I think, Bristol City beat, And uh, it, had been, it had gone to Gordon Brown, apparently, and uh, he'd, he'd approved it. He was the prime minister then. And so suddenly I get a, a letter to say uh, you've been ordered the uh, the OBE for your efforts for football and charity because the PFA runs a lot of charities as well, and uh, we want to know if you'd be prepared to accept it. So I said, "Yeah, I'm pleased, but I'll accept it on behalf of not just myself, everybody at the PFA for what yeah, we yeah.
1: But
3: don't and, you think that every Birmingham City fan I'm should sure. be given an OBE? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Well, except except you, it. Then. I
1: mean, in fairness, Prince Charles,
6: who's now the king, said about time too. And I thought, well, yeah, we have we have helped the Prince's Trust as well. But <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah Anyway, true. that that was that was that. It's um, there's a lot, a lot of people refuse them, but I thought that would be rude. It's nice
1: to do. People that. refuse OBEs. Yes, as they, they do. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Really? Okay.
1: That,
3: uh, famously, the Beatles, didn't we? Yeah. They, John Lennon, did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Craig, programs.
0: Yeah, programs. It's uh, a bit of a a, a topic that, that has arisen this afternoon. And uh, for those that, that may or may not have seen it yet, um, look out for an email from the club in regards to whether programs. Being paper or e programs should actually continue in your thoughts on them. Um, I've got to say, I've, I, well,
6: you're, you're, you're asking the wrong person with me because <laughs> I've still got the very first cut in involving me and football. I've still got my Charles Bookens gift books, I've still got every autograph book. Oh, so, I mean, I've still got a program of every match I played in. But if you ask my wife, she'd say. It's just a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't wait. I can't fit any more in. So Gordon, sorry, <laughs>
1: I... stop there, stop there, Gordon. Bring the wife in. Let's talk to the wife. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs>
6: when I left the PFA, I've had to organise two storage rooms in Great Harwood near here for all my stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I love, I love programs and looking,
0: love looking through them. Yeah. This, this, this is the. The, the, I guess the. Bonus I, I know what these days is everything's digital and it's TG. on your phone. Yeah. And
6: it's this and that, but I'm 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 not good with digitization. I'm really sorry, and it's the same. I used to, you know, we had, I used to love ringing people and discussing issues, not sending emails and not. Mm-hmm. I'm, not an e- I'm not an email person, and I'm not an email person by a new modern phone. would I'd, I'd much rather talk to each other like this and talk to people on the phone. That's the way I am, and I don't want to change now.
1: Or well, going down to the bottom of the Coventry Road and wait for the pink. Um,
6: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, There's no, no, nothing, 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 better, nothing better than the Saturday night. Sports, Argus and the pink.
6: Exactly. And whether it's cricket or football or Blimey, Ashton Online, we even went to the Speedway on a Saturday night. Peter Craven and what have you, in, at Bellevue.
3: Great,
6: it? it was just non stop sport. Bellevue, so, oh, where was that? Was that Coventry?
3: No, it's uh, up north. That's uh, Manchester. Oh, Bellevue is It's uh, Manchester.
6: Manchester. What was the one yeah. one in Coventry? Because it used to be one in uh, the right. What Bellevue Speedway. Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Craven OGB's. was their uh, star rider.
3: He was, yeah.
1: Did it Brandon was there. Brandon,
3: Brandon. Coventry. Coventry no, Chris yeah. is
1: a bit of a Speedway guru. Yeah, by the Co- way, so yeah.
3: Coventry's Brandon, yeah. Yeah, commentary banders.
1: so On this, I'd
0: like to run a quick straw poll uh, for our, our listeners, actually, and, and please, as well, encourage you all to fill in the survey that's come from the club so that the right decisions are made. But uh, just a quick straw poll with everyone: keep the program as paper mm. or not? Simple question: yes or no to paper? Please let us know on the shape box. Yeah. So, just so so... You
5: know, it, it uh. might be in the junk mail because I've just I've just had mine.
3: Oh, yeah. Man. Thank it might you, Clare. It, it, might, yeah, be, it sure. might be junk. Ugh.
1: Okay. I wish I, I wish I could read sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right, go well, on another that? controversial questions. I love asking controversial questions, which you do not have to answer. Your thoughts on Seth blatter. He um, mm.
6: was... Uh, yeah, he was... He was uh, a little bit slippery uh once we he was uh he liked to de- be diplomatic with everybody He worked his way up from being secretary of course to being chairman Avalanche had, had that job um he didn't like it when uh, I had to take him on once or twice uh, when he gave me a chance to speak, then I would and once it sit down. He'd say, yes, we've heard enough now, Mr. Taylor. And i say, no, I've not finished yet. Because when we got the Bosman decision, that was about freedom of contract in Europe, but not the world. And we said, it has to be the world. Otherwise, we've got a big imbalance. And so we got that through. He liked, he liked to think he acknowledged players. But what he would like to do is pick out star players from each country mm-hmm. and that just the celebrities rather than the actual union that was the players' union in that country. So he was, he uh, was that sort of a person. I don't like talking bad about people, but it was. Uh, I promise
1: I promise you. I'm yeah, not it, you was,
6: uh, it was, uh, yeah, you had to wake up early in the morning to make sure you were on your toes. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Before, That's
0: That's we
1: enough. Go,
0: uh, before we go on to your 1 to 11, what? Not just. Uh, like to put out there, we started in the show uh, with Mister Hipkiss a uh, a version of uh, start sub and sell. Yes, and uh, just to put this out here now, it's toughy. This is uh, mm. really is. But start sub and sell for today is Benno, Mike Taylor, or Ben Foster. Who, who would you sub and who would you sell? I lost to bed, mate. I lost to bed,
1: Craig. I promise you. So, there's no way I can answer that one. It's trophy, that one. Can, I, can I just say, in my personal opinion, no? this is based purely on technical ability. I'd start Foster, I'd sub Taylor, and I'd, I'd sell Benno as much as I love him. I
5: totally agree with you on that one.
1: Because
4: you oh, know I've what, Benno...
1: Mark, I've got Benno signed.
4: Fight, <sighs> fight, fight,
1: Tuesday fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- no, I loved, I loved all three of them, but the thing is, Benno, Benno did it in the in the, the old second division and the championship. The other two have done it top level I and mean, international wise. And yeah, I love you know, it's just one of them. All right, Mark, like, okay, we'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Claire, I'll go with your yours as well no
4: <laughs> uh what I'd, then? Sw- I'd swap them around i I'd, I'd have Taylor rather than uh, foster for longevity 18 right, five seasons or whatever it was with us uh and he did get picked for the Premier League best 11 one year mm-hmm. uh so <clears throat> I and he, and he works for us now so yeah he does but then he foster got
1: foster got man of the match in the calling Cup. Uh, yeah. what a I, horrible question who'd come up with this one I know somebody's yeah. actually somebody's
3: actually agreed with uh, with Mark <laughs> today as well so oh, I think some, some old drunk I don't know where he's come from
1: where, where
6: <laughs> does, where, oh, does where where does Gil Merrick come in back then?
3: Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, he's, he's in our um, All of Fame team, isn't he? He's a uh, yes. good Brown. Quick round, quickly. Last 15
1: minutes. Okay, last, fi- that,
3: last 15 minutes as we, we were talking about computers and digital downloads and technology. It, the last 15 is going to be computers, digital downloads, uh, technology. And technology. Actually, here, here we go. go. Yeah. This is
1: where we have a lap, Gordon. And what we do in the last 15 minutes, anybody can uh, make a reference to a, anything to do with football. And those words of Chris have just come out with, right? And believe me, sometimes I wet myself doing this on the show. That's nothing to do I, with the gig show. I have a plastic piece under me bomb at the minute.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> how about, Oh, then how about how about Nokia Ziggich? Nokia
3: Ziggich, oh. good one, well done. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, oh. it's not as good as Mark
0: Meredith, who has started. I'm going, already. Ryan Gigabyte. <laughs> hey, good one, <laughs> well done. Mark Meredith has said dealy had a PC. <laughs> I was great,
3: What have I been waiting for that one?
4: One in all four corners.
3: <laughs> oh dear I, dear um, I,
0: dear So, I. Gordon, if we could uh, come over to yourself, uh, we, as we do with all of our guests, we ask for uh, the one to eleven of, of players that stood out when you've been at the club, and uh, I, I've seen this in advance, and it, obviously before before my era. But I've spoken to my dad, and he just simply went. Way, what a team! So, uh, over to yourself for the uh, the one to 11, please.
6: Right? Um, it's not easy because <laughs> in my time, Paul Cooper was a good young keeper and Mike Kelly, but I'd go with Dave Latchford, yes, and uh, I'd go with Dave Latchford. I know he's like his brother Pete Latchford, had some goalkeeping blood in that family as well as goal scoring blood uh, at right back. I, of course, this is the lad, Tommy Carroll, who played with his for his country. But Ray Martin made me feel very welcome when I went down to Birmingham and I thought he was a class act and uh, I thought he was also a good captain. So Ray Martin had been my right back. Ray Martin. Uh, Gary Pendry has been a lifetime friend since... So oh, yeah, but what would we give uh, a play? I like that
3: now.
6: Mm. Uh, Gary Pendry left back there yeah, yeah. and uh, centre-backs, Roger Hind, well, he, I know he's just a, a nephew of Bill Shankly, but he had shankley blood in him, and he was as tough as teak. Really, he was like desperate down. I remembered when we played at <laughs> when we played at Swindon Town. They were they were having a new ground, and uh, so we all got ready in the porter cabin, and he was practicing his jump ups before the game, and uh, the ceiling was made of almost like an asbestos type material, and he went. Put his head straight through it came out the game. It was a real desperate damn moment. That was Roger. <laughs> and if you were, when we we're on, we we're on tour once and we were, we were seeing who could dive the deepest. So they said, "Well, get some pebbles in your hand, go down, and then come up after a bit." And uh, I did that. And of course, Roger. Then it was, it was about thirty foot deep, and uh, of course had been down there, but. He came, he finally, we thought, oh my God, he's drowned. And he came up and <laughs> he, knew, he, he, he knew he'd Come been kidding. But he was, uh, he was, he was a great bro. And Stan Harland <laughs> was, was, was good. He, he was experienced. He Experience. he Captain Swindon, when they'd won the League Cup against QPR at, at Wembley, he was a really good uh, acquisition. In midfield, Alan Campbell, I thought was a, a perfect midfield player. To supply me out on the wing there uh, and uh, really relished uh, he, he reminded me at times of Freddie Hill the England international who I'd played with at Bolton Wanderers um, on the right Malcolm Page is as strong dour quality The you know a perfect team player as well and
1: nice moustache uh, as well <laughs> sorry nice moustache as well
6: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um where was that? I've um, now
1: got you. You're up to get, to
3: uh, Malcolm Page. Malcolm Page.
6: To yeah. Malcolm Page. I'm now talking some quality now. Then if I'm moving,
3: uh, all quality. I,
6: on the I'd go midfield right. Trevor Francis, uh, mm-hmm. 16 years old. He was the best player I've ever seen in the world. Ironically, just a few weeks after joining you in. Uh, December and having my first game against Carlisle. Just a few weeks later, we went, we were on a run. We had a run of about 16 unbeaten games, but we played my old team, Bolton Wanderers, and we beat him 4 0, which was a bit rough when you've just played for him, but and you know they're struggling. But he scored every single goal, and he was just 16 years old, and that had to be very special. And I think, uh, obviously, the first million pound player. Uh, he, he uh, of course, he scored when the for Forest, uh, when they won the European Cup, and Brian Clough never even congratulated him. And uh, but he, yeah, that he was, uh, he was quality then, quality throughout his career. But he, he did get a lot of injuries. Bob Hatton was the epitome of a goal scorer, and uh, also Bob Latchford. Uh, I wasn't surprised when we swapped him for Howard Kendall and he went to Everton. He became the Premier League's top goal scorer and got a special got a special uh, cash award. And uh, I would have loved to have played in that team, but I can't pick myself. So another <laughs> lad who I thought would would do well there with uh, Phil Summerhill. Summerhill, yeah. Brilliant. There. brilliant there. Yeah, uh, local.
1: Yeah. Cool. And, and think- uh, you know, not being disrespectful like Mark there, uh, uh, you, you guys... Have, who would they? have? Mean, as, like, I think Kenny
6: Burns, I might have a substitute because he could play centre-forward or centre-half. And he ended
3: up
1: being so, player of the year as right, well. So. Yeah. And what
3: about your manager, uh, Grant? Well, I, I mean, uh, in, in fairness,
6: Freddie Goodwin signed me, yeah. even though it was the chairman who wanted me. <laughs> and he did admit to it being the best value for money signing, even though... Uh, I only cost him 15 grand and it won't say much, but he did he didn't give us a chance. I was ready for a move. Uh, I'd enjoyed watching him when he was a Busby Bay, when he got in the United team after they'd been destroyed at Munich. He'd also been at Leeds United. He was a he was massive fan of Don Revy. And of course, you know, Don Revy was uh, well acknowledged as a, a quality player. And as a manager, he should have won a lot more, but he was hes always a little bit scared of the opposition. And um, there you go. But uh, mm. I'd say Freddie Goodwin, Jim, I enjoyed, who, who later went to Birmingham. But I, I, I think it's fair enough to say that uh, I was happy with Freddie Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I think a lot of people were.
1: Gordon, did you have much to do with Cluffy over the years? I know he wasn't blues, but you know, yeah. you're dealing with Brian Cluffy.
6: As a, as a PFA, yeah, I've got.
1: Yeah,
6: well, I, oh god. he's got
3: his own fall, hasn't he?
1: <laughs> well, I,
6: I, oh god, I went,
1: <laughs> I went
6: to Notts Forest one day. Gary Mills had been injured, but he'd he'd got fit again, and his contract said he should have some money. So I went, I went down there early, got there really early, and Brian's uh, assistant was uh, Ronnie. Ronnie Fenton. Ronnie Fenton, well done, Ronnie Fenton, sorry, uh, Brian, Brian can't see you yet, This I'm talking like 9, 9.30 and I said "What? What? what is it, oh well uh, he, he's just got some parish priests visiting, so I said oh fine, so I waited and then next minute I went to see Ronnie again, it's now about 11 o'clock, uh, oh well they're due to play Celtic and uh, there's trouble with the Celtic fans and they're all outside queuing up for tickets, so Brian's gone out to appease them. And sure enough, he had his arm around him, leaving the forest ground car park. I thought, why, mate? So they said, oh, well, don't worry. <laughs> uh, if, if you could just go and have some lunch with the director. And so it, it went on like this till about five o'clock at night. And then I thought, I'm just going to go home. And then he said, no, oh, he's ready to see you now. So I went in to see him and, he, you know, how are you, son? Those things. I'm a big union man, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know that. He said, uh, what is it you want? I told him. He said, oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, no problem. I'll do that. I'll do that for you. And by the way, just I'm going out the door. He said, that uh, it's a bit like Columbo. You know, have you ever watched The Detective? <laughs> he's going out the door, he just comes up with another one. He went, oh. Just just, just one more question. Where are you going tomorrow? It was a Friday. I said, well, at weekend, you know, I get home. I, I try and go a bit locally. He went, well, he said, hmm, uh, he said, oh, and by the way, I've forgotten to give you this gift. And he gave me a cut glass decanter, not Forest decanter, and he said, you'll be like my wife. You'll never see me. And I'm like, thanks very much. And then he said, yeah, he said, oh, I don't think I can do the deal because he said, uh, my brother we're up at Everton tomorrow and my brother's going up and he's not got anybody to sit next to him and I said well he's a big lad <laughs> I said I want you to be that man to keep him company so that was improving him but and I, so I went yeah that's okay because Howard Kendall was the manager at Ever, he'd gone back. He'd he'd, he'd been at uh, Preston. He'd been at Everton. He'd been at Birmingham, yeah. of course. And then he'd managed Blackburn. And then he'd gone to Everton. But the fans were daubing his door with paint and everything else. And uh, anyway, I rang him. I said, "I'm going to see you tomorrow." He said, "Oh God, the fans are after me, like you know." And uh, I said, well, "I've got to keep rank brother company." So I yeah. watched the game. It signed Andy Gray from Villa if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh bad word. Peter what? Reed came on and next minute they just won every game. They won the title and they qualified. I think they've qualified for Europe, yeah. if you remember. Uh but they didn't they couldn't get into Europe because we were banned.
3: Oh, that's they right. always, yeah, they terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible, terrible.
6: They always blame Liverpool for that. But nevertheless, that, that was the game. And so I kept Brian Clough's <laughs> brother company and uh, got the job done for Gary Mills. So when you ask me, did I come across Cloughy? <laughs> there's quite a few stories, but I haven't got enough time to tell. <laughs> well, let me back on again, we'll have shot. I, know,
1: I know one thing. I know,
6: like one, thing, I know one thing. Else? I know one thing. I know one thing. He turned to Kenny Burns when he played a square ball these days, how many square balls across the area and slow build-up. Kenny Burns played a square ball across his area, and he whistled him off. And he said, "If I ever see you do that again, you won't play for me again."
3: So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig, you've got you, Craig, you've got a minute to minute to reel off about a minute's worth, and then Nick, it's time to go. Go on, Craig. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, we've had quite a few. so one's got <laughs> a, a big time. We've a uh, Walter Mouse Pandiana. Oh,
3: Jason
0: no. Uh, Mark Brooks, do the other webcam. Uh, <laughs>
3: Dave Swine with uh,
0: Flash yes. Gordon. Uh, yes <laughs> Jason Hughes he's really thought about this one with Control mm. E Control uh, Alt and Dili Atabola. <laughs> That's very good. Um DBT Atabola Oop. from Pete Taylor. What's more Dealy than the tonight? so Nigel Mann's been thinking about it as well with USB under Steve Bruce. Oh, clever. Uh, Clever. We've had uh, Michael Woods, Kevin Key Broadhurst. Clever. Uh, Yeah, I like that one.
6: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, So uh, so we've got uh, Gary Megson.
1: Mm -hmm. Meg, more. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we've got USB Carsley. We've got Hard Dive. Mm. Hard Dive, yeah. Uh, Lillipad said, check and spell
0: and do <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to read out Paul Hibkessy's, even though no, it is quite no, funny. No, no, no.
1: Um, <laughs> all your bunny. Your bunny. <laughs> oh, that's...
0: Got, uh, Neil Web. Hotter Notebook, I thought was very good as well. But for me, Mark Brooks has won it with Alexa Sanchez.
3: Very oh,
1: good. Oh, very
0: good.
1: Over to you, Nick. Wow. Well, Over to you. You know what? Uh, you know what? Nights like this don't come around very often. No, and they don't. In our midst tonight, a gentleman, a perfectly wonderful gentleman, who I revered as a child, uh, and went on to be was it chief executive of the, uh, of the PFA and mm. OBE, mm. Yeah. An OBE. Yeah. And I'm not joking, you mate. I promise you, Gordon, if there's any time you just want to get rid of all this tat. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the address. It's not chat. can't call me. He's royalty. <laughs> thank you. Well, Mark. Mr. Pixar, thank you very much, sir. Good night. Bless
3: you.
1: Him.
6: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you
1: very much. and Have a lovely evening, everybody.
0: Speak to you all next week. And oh, a, more. Yeah, take
1: care, people. everyone. Have a good week. Thank speak you, everybody. It's been, been water, a real pleasure seven to seven see four. and speak
0: four. to you all. Real
6: pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and, and no.
1: you it's been all ours. It's been a ours. 4477.4.
4: I don't know why that keeps appearing. It <laughs> must be something to do with your is a secret agent. <laughs> net, practice, net practice tomorrow. Um, right, uh, Claire,
1: it's brilliant to see you back from Poland and that journey you will never forget, I promise you. I promise yeah. you, and I know that you will tell so many people to do that same journey. It's oh, you're a very brave guy. It is. I like think oh, you're very brave, going yeah. is You're to be applauded for it, yeah. It is life-changing. Auschwitz and Birkenhau for me. Uh, certainly my other half whose son was killed in Afghanistan, yeah? mm
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, And I was really worried about attacking her. We got through it, and... 20 seconds. We have That's amazing week, memories. Well.
5: Thanks All for listening to my
1: God bless, take care. Uh, Chris Brown. Yeah, very good deep. evening.
3: Thank you very much, and cheers to Gordon.
1: And a guy that has served Birmingham City Football Club. Like, that i watch run down the wing um, and he's got himself to, like, PFA on the like an, an, an OBE. He's got an OBE. OBE. What's <laughs> up? Good night. God bless. Take care. And Gordon Taylor. Gordon Taylor. ex Birmingham City. What an absolute You're legend. Love it, mate. I love it.
6: Thank you for when your company. So it's been really enjoyable.
2: Following
1: the blues, we
3: love you. What more can we say?